KMW, I'm Melissa. And I'm Stephanie Carcace, and we are two sisters and the founders of Millennial Women. And your host of Millennial Women Talk, the podcast. We are so grateful that you're sharing your time with us today. By tuning into this episode, you are investing in becoming the best version of you, and we are just thrilled to be on this journey together. In today's episode of Millennial Women Talk, we welcome Demi Lee Tebow. Demi is best known for being Miss Universe 2017, representing her home country of South Africa on the global stage. She is a fearless advocate for anti-human trafficking through her husband's foundation, the Tim Tebow Foundation. She is also a board member of their anti-human trafficking ministry, Her Song. She shares how she was the victim of a carjacking in Johannesburg, South Africa, shortly after winning Miss South Africa, and how that moment fuels her mission to save as many victims as possible. On this episode, we chat with Demi about her mission to end human trafficking, what it means to have God confidence. We also talked about honoring her sister who was born with a disability, and she also shared with us that her sister did play a role in her and Tim meeting and ultimately falling in love. So sweet. She is one inspirational woman. And here is our conversation with Demi Lee Tebow. Okay, Demi, so you are best known for being Miss Universe 2017. And now you're known for your incredible work in the fight to end human trafficking with your unbreakable campaign and so much more. But I want to start today's chat with one of my favorite talks that you've ever done. And honestly, it's the main reason why I told Steph, I was like, we need to get Demi on the show because I just love her energy and her perspective. So you talk about having God confidence. It's not about having self-confidence, about having God confidence. What do you mean by that? Can you elaborate on that? Well, first of all, I'm so grateful to be on your show. You guys look amazing and just so honored that you guys have invited me. So thank you so much. Uh, You know, yes, I think for a long time, I was introduced as Miss Universe and your name kind of comes last. A lot of people don't even know your name, you know, till this day. So many times I'm introduced as, hey, this is Miss Universe. And uh, you kind of just want to be like, no, I have a name. But although I'm, you know, so grateful for that platform and for the title of being Miss Universe and the experience of being Miss Universe and the ability to represent my home country, South Africa, um, you know, that was probably one of the greatest honors of my life to to walk on that stage and uh, carry the South African flag high. Um, I think it does come with some some obstacles too. Like the title comes with a lot of obstacles because like I said, for so long, that is kind of what people define you as. They place you in this box of you have to be this, do this, look a certain way, act a certain way. Uh, you know, you know how that is. You kind of have this yeah. ideal of what that person or that title holder should be. And I think we're kind of I don't want to speak for anyone else, but I know I'm guilty of doing that when I see an actor or a businesswoman or a mom or where it's so easy to define people according to their roles or their titles instead of, you know, the person that they are. And for a long time, there's a saying, you know, the more you hear something, the more you start believing it. Mm -hmm. And I think for a long time, I kind of believed all the stereotypes that people were defining me as. And Um, When I handed over my title as Miss Universe back in in 2018, you know, it just, 
instantly drops. It, that title instantly falls away. That crown is instantly on the next person's head. That uh, role is instantly defined to a new person. And I kind of had to walk off that stage and be like, oh, wow well what's next what what where to now and I think for a long time that was something that I really struggled with was just figuring out what it is that the Demi likes not Miss Universe not Miss South Africa but what Demi likes what she wants to do what she wants to work on accomplish and um you know it's taken some time um it's taken a lot of prayer taken a lot of patience it's taken a lot of just trusting uh, in God that he has a perfect plan and purpose for my life and although the Bible tells us that I think it's a whole different story to actually believe that and trust that and uh, be uh, just be be focused on that you know Um, so you know, sometime had passed and I realized, well, Demi, you know, everyone says that you need self-confidence, you need your self-confidence to do good, uh, you know, accomplish things. And yeah, I might've had self-confidence to achieve certain things in my life, but, you know, I realized what is going to sustain me, what is going to be there when my self-confidence is no longer there, when I no longer wear a sash or a crown or a pretty dress or pretty makeup or a pretty hairdo is going to be my God confidence. Um, Mm -hmm. And, you know, by replacing that word self with God and fully relying and fully trusting on the plan and purpose that God has for your life. I think that is when we can have God confidence. And that is what will be there when the days come when you don't have as much self-confidence. Oh, I love, I love that. that. It's like, you know, because we are so wonderfully and beautifully and perfectly made right. by the creator. And we have to remember that we are perfect because of him. Right. And so it, it's true what you said. No makeup, no hairdo, no crown right. will define the greatness that's in us. It's Absolutely. not an exterior thing. It's a spiritual thing. And you right? know what? It's like it's so powerful what you just said, because I think so many women can relate to being so enwrapped in a role, right? For you, it was being Miss Universe. For another woman could be the role of a mother or, you know, her job. And so I love that you're saying that you struggled with that because I feel so many people can relate to what am I outside of my role? Who am I outside of my role? And so you know, when Mel, Mel was the one that was like, we have to have Demi on. And then I became obsessed and was like all up on your Instagram. And I'm like, we have to have her. And, you know, I really told her, I was like, what I really want is to really get to know Demi. And so when I'm hearing you say that, you know, that was kind of something you struggle with, I really think you're doing a phenomenal job in, in allowing us to know who Demi is. And so I want to, you know, I want to give you the opportunity now to really tell us and also our listeners, like, who is Demi? Like, what are you passionate about in this new chapter in your life? What gets you up in the morning? What are you motivated to do every single day? Yeah, Sydney, I love what you said. You know, I think once again, what we do is not who we are necessarily. You know, our our roles, the thing, you know, the things that we do is not necessarily the people that we are. Um, right. And there's, I mean, I, 
I kind of sometimes feel like jack of all trades. I studied <laughs> business management and entrepreneurship and I'm working on launching a couple of projects very soon. So just Amazing. recently worked so hard on launching a website that was so exciting. And there's yes. some fun projects coming along with all of that. Um, you know, I think I'm a, I'm a dog mom, I'm a wife, I'm a business owner, just all these things in one, right? So I don't, I don't know if there's one thing I can pinpoint you to, but I think something that also determines a lot about who we are as people are the things that we are passionate about, the things that we share uh, in morals and values and um, the things that we see as our non-negotiables. And um, so back in, uh, you know, and I also think a lot that defines us could be uh, our, our experiences, the, the things that we, I, I do believe that we are a product of our choices, but not our yeah. circumstances, but our circumstances can sometimes lead to the choices that we make, right? And right. Um, so back in 2017, something that was pretty much a very pivotal point in, in my life and defining a big part of, I think, who I am today was um, a horrific carjack that I ended up getting away from I was uh, held at gunpoint by five armed men and to make a long story short I managed to to fight my way out of that situation by attending self-defense workshops and safety driving courses that my dad kind of forced me to go on before I was allowed to drive by myself and you know just having parents that really just cared a lot and wanted, you know, might've been overprotective in many people's eyes, maybe sometimes my, my own eyes, but today I'm so grateful for, you know, how much they cared and how much over, you know, overprotective they were in very, in various instances. Um, I, I managed to escape that situation because I remember two things that I had learned previously, and that was to never go to the second destination because it would probably not get better than the, the first destination, the big wow. avenue you were on. And, and with that being said, it was broad daylight, peak hour traffic, half past five in the afternoon on a big That's avenue awesome. with about four, four lanes each way. Um, but not to get too much into that, I managed to escape that situation. Wow. And, um, and, and long story short, you know, I think that situation broke my heart for so many women worldwide because I realized that that's not the outcome for way too many people. Way too many right. people do not make it out of that. Uh, and that opened my eyes to the horrific evil of human trafficking. You know, I don't ever yeah. want to speculate. I don't ever want to make myself a victim. Uh, you know, I don't know what could have happened uh, in that, in that you know, situation if I didn't get away. Um, but that, that really broke my heart for people worldwide it opened my eyes to this evil of human trafficking. It made me dig deeper, do research. Um, and today, you know, we learned that 40, uh, estimated 40.3 uh, million people are trapped in human trafficking. Um, oh human God. trafficking is a, is a modern, is modern day slavery pretty much. And, um, you know, I just said, not on my watch, not when I can do something about this. Um, I'm not going to just let this go when I have the ability, a platform to do something and fight for something much bigger than myself. And so that is something that I'm extremely passionate about. And it's, uh, you know, one of the biggest honors of my life to be able to fight alongside my husband against this evil. Um, so that's, that's something that, you know, I think so, so much more people need to be aware of because it's not spoken yeah. about enough. It's not a comfortable topic to speak about. And so I think it's easier for a lot of people to just turn a blind 
uh, blind eye, turn you know a cold shoulder to to this topic, but that's not the case for me. And yeah. I, I want to talk about it because I think, I mean, when you say that number, like 40 million people, that's a lot of, people. a lot of people. And that is in every single country. And, you know, we live in Florida and we've been hearing more cases. And it's something that if you don't know, you don't know. It's like what you're saying. We don't talk about it. And it's just so important for us to talk about it. So I would love you know, for us to yeah to, to dig talk. a little bit yeah. deeper about sort of like the work that you're initiating with this. Um, I know you have an unbreakable campaign and you have several things that are raising awareness, but I would love to know about how you're raising awareness and also the the practical tips or the things that right. you're doing to to help so that way we can be educated enough and then um, help you along with your mission. Yeah. Mal and Steph, you know, like you said, when you don't know, you don't know. But now, you know, everyone listening to this, you no longer don't know. Now right. it's a choice you make to not do anything about it, to not, uh, you know, be a helping hand. When I ran away from the guys who carjacked me, I knocked on about 30, 40 car windows, ran to the next traffic light in my six inch heels because I was on my way to an event that evening as the reigning Miss South Africa. And do you want to take a guess on how many people stopped to help me? Nobody. Nobody. Not one oh single gosh. vehicle stopped. It was peak hour, bumper to bumper traffic in Johannesburg, broad daylight. I mean, I ran by, by people with their windows open. They could hear me. You know, I was well-dressed, hairdo, in a cocktail dress on my way to an event as the reigning Miss South Africa. And nobody would stop to help me. Wow. And to me, wow. you know, that was... That was so sad. I kept running, looking back, not knowing if I was going to be shot in the back, if someone else was going to kidnap me, if these, I didn't know what these guys' intentions were. You know, were they there for my vehicle? Were they there for me? So I just remembered, uh, like, keep running, just keep going, not really knowing where I was going to, keep yelling, screaming for help. No one would stop for me. And eventually a young girl, she was about 19 years old at the time, pulled over all of the way from the other lane, open her little car. We know it's an old little car. The windows, you know, still the car. You have to roll the windows down. Oh wow. And she leaned over and she said, are you okay? Do you need help? And I said, no, I've been carjacked. Please help me. And she leaned over and she opened her little, the car knob that she still had mm -hmm. to like pull out. Yeah. <laughs> and she, you know, and she leaned over and she, she opened the door and she let me in and she got me to a safe space. And, you know, after working through that whole incident, obviously had gone for trauma counseling, et cetera. Yeah, and right. after working through that incident, I just, you know, I realized I don't want to be one of the 30, 40 cars that roll up their window that pretend not to hear when someone is asking for help that, right. you know, they rather just want to get home than to lend a helping hand. I want to be that girl that is saying, yes, here I am. Use me with what I've got to do your work, Lord, to be a helping hand to someone else. Um, and, you know, she was such a big inspiration to me that she had, you know, pretty much risked her own safety to come to my aid. And um, 
that whole incident, like you mentioned, led to me starting a campaign called Unbreakable. Um, after that incident, I had so many people reach out saying, Demi, how did you know what to do? How did you get away from that situation? Right, right. Uh, so many moms saying, we heard that you did the self-defense workshop. What self-defense workshop did you do? I want my daughter to do that. And I realized that wow, there's so many, there's such a big need um, mm -hmm. for, you know, women wanting to feel empowered, mothers wanting yes. to know that they teach their daughters what to do in a situation like that. And so I started this unbreakable campaign. I was Miss South Africa at the time and the Miss South Africa organization was so amazing. And they, you know, helped me to set this up literally within days. Um, and we did a little tour around South Africa. We were able to reach thousands of women. I partnered with self-defense experts because I'm of course not the expert. Um, and we were able to empower women, girls, mothers, daughters all around South Africa um, with the practical skills, tools, and knowledge on how to prevent, uh, you know, a dangerous situation from happening, how to prevent getting yourself in a dangerous situation. And sometimes that can be things so obvious, like, hey, if something feels wrong, it probably is wrong. Don't get right. in that elevator. Don't walk down yep. that dark alley alone at night. And it's so sad. I don't want to be teaching girls that I don't want to be instilling fear, you know, into, into women, but unfortunately we have to look out for ourselves. And sometimes as women, I think, you know, in a society, it's like, Oh, don't make a big deal about that. But sometimes mm -hmm. things need to be made a big deal about, um, because they are a big deal. And, um, so that was, that was really awesome. And when I won Miss, Miss, Miss Universe and moved to New York, um, the Miss Universe organization totally bought in into my unbreakable campaign. And we were able to host a whole lot more here in the US, pretty much on the East Coast. Um, and so Unbreakable has kind of taken a little bit of a pause, me moving to a new continent, getting married, <laughs> being a dog mom, starting a couple <laughs> of companies. Um, but it's definitely something that I'm working on uh, restarting pretty soon. Yes. So I'll keep you guys posted um, and yes. let you guys know. We Hi. would love that because, you know, you said something really interesting. You know, there's a fine line between being educated about what we need to know to protect ourselves and not having fear, right? So what we don't want to do is obviously install fear because we want to be able to live our life to its fullest, right? And, and what it's meant to be lived. But at the same time, we have to be educated. Mm. We have to listen to our instinct. We have to learn how to communicate right. within our own selves to know, like how you mentioned, don't get in the elevator, don't go down this pathway, right? What are some tactical you know, tips that you can offer us women um, to protect ourselves or really just to be aware, not to live in fear, but to live in awareness? And also like when you speak about self-defense, is that like a specific martial art? um type of self-defense uh I, such good questions such as good questions first of all i just want to be so clear i'm not an expert i'm not a martial artist i wish <laughs> i was um and no it actually I, makes it better that you're not an exactly. expert because right. it makes us be like we could defend ourselves <laughs> right yeah so um you know i i I've done so many different course, courses, self-defense courses that are pretty much martial art based, uh, right. courses that are just more from an empowerment standpoint where, you know, people from law enforcement have informed us about, you know, knowing what our rights are and being able to, to act on things like that. Um, you know, I think something that uh, out of experience I learned uh, and should have known better, you know, in that moment I was like, Demi, how could you have been 
so stupid. Really, it's, you, you did not even think twice about this. I was Miss Universe living in New York and um, I was so excited. I found the South African restaurant um, uptown, uptown on like 93rd Street and I was so excited to like have a good South African meal, right? And I just, you know, took out my phone and did a couple right. of stories like we all do, right? And I posted right. it, tagged place, super excited. Haven't been home in months, South African meal. And the next moment, a couple of people walked into the restaurant and asked me for a picture. They're like, oh, are you Demi? We saw your story. Can we have a picture? Um, and thank goodness they were just, you know, people that uh, follow the Miss Universe pageant that have followed my journey and it was lovely meeting them. But I was like, what if they weren't, you know? Uh, yeah. what, what if they, they weren't? And I I think in today's society, we live on our phones. And I would just love to encourage all the listeners today to be aware of that. Um, I've made a rule of my to myself that I will never post something once I'm in a location. I will take that story. I will save it because we can do that. Um, or I will just take a, a video on my, my camera and I'll post it later once I've left the location. Okay. Um, so I think that's something so easy that, you know, what does it matter whether you post something instantly or in 10 minutes once you've left you know it's not right. going to make that big of a difference to your social media career a hundred percent that is so important to point out and honestly it's for the everyday woman because we personally so when i was on the nickelodeon show they taught us that before we started shooting um and we started doing press um the the team of nickelodeon trained us about this in particular right. and i had never thought about it it's like oh yeah you're right right but then sometimes i wonder like yeah, who cares about me like who's gonna show up right like, so you don't know who's watching and you know and i a made friend a friend of ours that happened to her she's a normal person tagged it and some guy showed up at the coffee shop that she was with because she had tagged it yeah exactly you know so it is scary. And, and other things that just to be aware, like you said, I love that you said awareness and not fear. Don't live in fear, but live right. in awareness. Do you, how many times do we, you know, I think maybe growing up in South Africa, unfortunately, the crime rate is a lot higher where, we, right. where I come from. And, you know, I think I've just grown up differently, looking at the world differently, um, which can sometimes be a great and sometimes just be a sad sad thing but you know it's also do you notice what car is driving behind you do you uh pull into your driveway open your garage door close your garage door before you get out of the car are you you know are you checking your surroundings has that car behind you made three of the same turns that you've mm -hmm. made uh are you going to the grocery store late at night i i try and you know if i have to quickly half and half run out need some milk you know run to yeah, the grocery yeah. store and i try and park where there's spotlights or yes. the entrance where there's yep. cameras right uh, were we I, raised by the same mother i don't know maybe <laughs> our mom it's like she even went as far as like you have to walk with the keys in your hand like yeah really really <laughs> And you know, it's it, it never really made us fearful. And I totally relate and resonate when you're saying we don't want to create fear into girls and women, right? It's because it can easily become that. Now it's like, it's just about finding a, a mental space of awareness and being empowered by that. Not necessarily fearful, but already being empowered that, okay, I'm aware, mm -hmm. I know my surroundings, um, you know, and if you do take a martial art or a self-defense course, it should make you feel empowered, not paranoid. I love that. Right? I totally love that. It's, 
And it reminds me of just another example. You know, sometimes my signal fails and my GPS cuts out and I'm learning. Um, we live in Jacksonville and I'm learning the, the streets and stuff. But it, right. I was like, Damien, you need to know how to get home without relying on technology, <laughs> yeah. right? And yep. I, I think we we can so easily rely on someone else or something else other than our own abilities and you know my dad made me practice how to change my own tire <laughs> before <laughs> you know before I was allowed to drive by myself I'm not I don't need to rely on AA yes uh, you know or call a friend I, I'm independent I can do this myself I right. know that I need to check that I have a spare tire in my car that I don't end up in a situation an unwanted situation you know so that I have gas in my car that I don't run out of gas sometimes that happens but <laughs> little things tell me about it <laughs> Just by being aware, just by doing a little bit of research, knowing, looking up before you go to a new new town, new city, knowing the area that you will be in. Um, I, I think that. that is that is little things that we can all do that take five minutes. I yes. love it because it's practical and it's realistic, right? It's things that we can all do. I don't know. You have mentioned this. I brought this to my mind too. Like when I travel, I do always look at the Google Maps and I look at the surroundings of where I'm staying and what restaurants and where I'm going to be working if I'm shooting something. So it's always just good to be prepared. And um, and I love that you are literally giving practical everyday tips that people can apply right. in their life. This is so, so good. So good. So... <laughs> We have to ask you about your relationship, but I'm going to let this just up because Steph's like oh the whole, like she loves love stories. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a sucker for love stories. I'm a hopeless romantic. But so Tim Tebow Foundation, what, were you doing that at the same time? Like you were doing the Unbreakable campaign and he was already doing the Tim Tebow Foundation because when I'm hearing you speak, you're very passionate about you know, human trafficking and ending it and also creating awareness, but so is he. So I would love to know like how that aligned, did it happen before? And then, you know, the angels brought you guys together to do this <laughs> together. Like, I, I would love to know more, more about that. Well, it actually was a little angel that brought us together. Um, yeah. So the story is my, uh, I had a little sister with special needs. Um, her name is Franya. And the 4th of May, she celebrated her second heaven anniversary so she Aww. she passed away two years ago um and so at the time I was living in New York it was uh, I just I'd won Miss Universe a couple months earlier and I did a lot of you know American the media good morning America whatever and I always you know if people asked me if I had siblings I would tell them about my sister and so the Tim Tebow Foundation um their goal and mission is to fight for people that can't fight for themselves. And mm -hmm. that includes fighting for people with special needs. And they have a program, uh, one of their ministries is called Night to Shine. And it's basically a worldwide prom for people with special needs. And the oh, year wow. I was Miss Universe was the first year that they hosted Night to Shine in South Africa as well. I think it's in uh, mm -hmm. over 35 countries worldwide now. So South Africa is one of them obviously my home country and I think somewhere somehow uh, Tim saw an interview I did spoke about my sister and reached out and invited my sister to attend Night to Shine and so me being South African I had never seen any form of 
football, baseball, basketball, none of that. <laughs> had never heard of him. Um, I really didn't. So this this guy reached out to me, at inviting my sister, my ten year old, eleven year old sister, to Night to Shine to this prom. And I'm like, well, hang on, what prom are you inviting my ten year old sister to? <laughs> so I was like, well, here's my email address. You can send me an email with all the details. And so That's he funny. did. And I was like, hang on, this is actually really cool. And you know. Yeah. My, uh, Franya is my my only blood sibling um, and as a family it was very hard for us because our community pretty much left us I think a lot of times people want to help but they don't know what the right thing is to say they don't know what the right thing right. is to do so they rather choose to do nothing at all right and as a family right. we felt very secluded very alone and I was like oh this is so cool this is literally a community for families um yeah. who you know experience the same situation and so I was like I'd love to learn more and we set up a phone call I called him Tim Tabot. I had no idea how to say his name. <laughs> so I said, I'm going to call this funny. guy, Tim Tabot. <laughs> Do you still call him that for fun just to tease him? Yeah, sometimes. <laughs> Mostly That's when he does something funny. silly, I'll be like, Tim Tabot. He could be like, I'm, I'm Mrs. Tim Tabot. <laughs> I love it. Pretty funny. Uh, long story short, and we set up a phone call, and our first phone call was something like two hours, 24 minutes, and six seconds. So, oh, oh, and wow. we just never stopped talking after that. So, that's, that's how we met. But um, so, really, a little angel that introduced us um to each other but yes at that time I'd started my unbreakable campaign and Tim had been involved with human trafficking for a bunch of years um but wow. it's pretty much always just been uh you know kind of under the radar it's obviously for for safety reasons etc um but we just right. realized uh last year in COVID <sighs> human trafficking just really exploded because so many mm -hmm. victims were trapped with their traffickers. They weren't able to, you know, get out of their circumstances. They weren't able to make a, uh, emergency calls. Um, it's, it's so sad, but the sexual uh, online exploitation of children um, in various countries, uh, the Philippines yeah. is, is, is one of them, um, just yeah. really exploded because that families found themselves very vulnerable. A lot of the times families end up selling their own children. Um, oh and, you know, so many families went through so much hardship uh, during, during COVID, as we all know. And we just realized if we're going to be able to even make a dent, uh, you know, in this evil, one of the biggest evils we believe we are facing today, we're going to need people. We're going to need people to say, yes, I'm in, I'm with you. I want to fight with you. We're going to need that support. And so uh, we have actively just been going much deeper in this fight um, in the last, I would say, year and a half. Um, and today I'm a board member of Her Song, which is a ministry of the Tim Tebow Foundation. Um, wow. You know, we, we actively fight against this evil and just hoping to do, to do more and to reach as many people as possible worldwide.
I love that. That's so amazing. You know, I just, I love everything that you stand for. And it's, you know, talk about God's perfect timing, right? Because he literally like put the partner, the right partner yes. into your life to make all of these things, these callings that were placed in your heart, just not make them happen, but amplify them as a team, right? Um, and you said something in an interview once that really touched me. Um, and I shared it with Steph. So I'm engaged and Steph currently is on the search for <laughs> God. For my man. Yeah, for God's perfect <laughs> man for her. <laughs> but you said something so powerful and I shared it with her and I would love for you to kind of elaborate on it. And you basically said that you were already complete before Tim came into your life. He just added to your life. He didn't complete you. So can you elaborate on that? And also, you know, is there a message that you can share for women that are currently in a season of singleness? Yeah, it's, it's pretty amazing how God prepares us for the things that are to come. And in that moment, you know, when I experienced that carjack or when I lost my sister, those were two of right. the you know, biggest things and the hardest things that I've had yeah. to endure in my life. But how those things have prepared me for the moment I'm living in right now and mm-hmm. um, the things that I'm able to t- take on now with my husband, you know, things that I would never have even dreamt of you know I think we might have big dreams for our lives but God has perfect dreams for our lives and um you know I I believe that you know we have a a list I think as girls we kind of all have that list of my future husband has to be this 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 and this (laughs) the laundry list right yeah and then when I met him it's like well God's like, well, here's a few other items that you never even thought of that I'm just adding to the list. You know? So uh, just a kind of like bonus, <laughs> bonus item. So uh, a season of singleness, uh, you know, is hard and it can be lonely sometimes. And I think, you know, we all, I think as humans, we have been made and created to share uh, our lives with with people with one another i think COVID taught us that so much so many times over that we are created for community um and and that season of singleness can be hard you can be so focused on the person that you want to find instead of the person that you want to be right Um, instead of you know becoming the wife that you one day want to be. I know that I found myself in that, that I was so focused on that laundry list, as you called it, that I totally forgot about the things that I needed to work on to be able to be a good wife one day, to be able to, you know, hopefully one day be a good mother. Right now I'm focused on my three dogs and they I can imagine. You know, so, but they're the sweetest things. They bring us so much joy. But I just, you know, I just encourage it, you know, everyone listening to this, people that are not in a relationship, but wanting to be in a relationship, to be focused on creating good friendships, to be focused Mm -hmm. on, uh, you know, creating good relationships with people around you because. I think it was so much harder for me because I had so many great friends in South Africa and still do. But when you move continents, pretty much it's hard, you know, out of sight, out of mind. You're not able to go to the weekly dinners or, you know, the time zone is hard. And it's really like you had to, I had to pretty much start all over when I, when I moved to a new country and that can be to a new city or a new job or a new role. Mm -hmm. But I was just so focused because I said, before I find 
my future husband, I want to have my own community of people. And yes, I'm still working on that community of people, even being married, you know, I think it's so important not to put all your joy in one person. I believe that, you know, as a Christian, I believe that your joy, ultimate joy comes from one, one person only. And that is, you know, that is God. Um, But it's easy for us to put our joy in in, in one person. And therefore, I think Mm -hmm. it's so important, even when you're married, to still work on creating a community of people that care for you, that love you, that will hold you accountable because they care and love you. Oh, that is so good. I love that. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. That that helped me. So I know that that's going to help a lot of our single And I know that's harder. That's way harder to do than than to say. So, you know, I always try and be realistic, too. But I know it's it's easy to say and hard to do. I love that. But instead of focusing on the dream list guy, focus on being your own dream list. Like who is that person that you want to be that you have? Like I envision myself as this one, two, three, like focus on that list. And I think that that's so, so powerful. So we're going to put the laundry list together. (laughs) What do you mean? For you. (laughs) Oh, I already have my own laundry list for my guy. (laughs) No, no, for you, for your own. (laughs) I just got to continue ticking off, which I'm doing. Yeah, you are actually. I really am. Like every every day, I feel like I turned 30 um, in April and I just, it's so crazy when you turn 30. And she always told me when you turn 30, like, it's going to be the best time in your life and you're going to feel so, and I'm like, ah, holding on to dear life to my twenties. But let me tell you, Demi, I'm just like obsessed with being 30. I'm like, what is it? Dirty, 30 and thriving, flirty, dirty. No, it's not flirty, 30 and thriving. It's from the movie 13 going on 30. (laughs) I remember I've seen that Pinterest quotes. Uh Yes. Your, Your items that you're working on. Ooh, what are question. some of the, my items? Yeah. Um, definitely. I feel like owning my independence completely being authentically me, mm-hmm. the complex me that I am, because I was always a person I'm very balanced. So like I'm a little bit of everything and sometimes society or people make you feel like you have to be one thing. Right. So like you have to be classy, but at the same time, I'm also a person that loves to go and jump on a horse and being okay with that. Like I can be like this and I could also be like that. So like really owning who I am as a person and also like financial independence, becoming very abundant. Um, Mel and I grew up in the Hollywood kind of entertainment world and had that starving artist mentality for so long. And so it's really stepping into my worth and ultimately really loving myself. Yeah. You know, just being in love with who I am, my flaws and all. And um, you're amazing. So oh, you should love yourself. <laughs> you're amazing, too. And Demi's amazing. I know. And I'm just so, you know, honored that you shared this time with us and really spoke about human trafficking. And and I, I really want our listeners to know directly from you, what is it that they can do today that can help you on your mission of combating human trafficking and also just in general what is something that our listeners can do today because i would love to end on that note yeah well thank you for asking and uh like i said earlier you know i think so much of the time we want to do good we want to add to someone's life we want to be a part of something bigger than ourselves um but sometimes that's hard because we feel like 
we need to do something extravagant to make a meaningful difference. And I don't mm-hmm. think that there's that is true. There are so many amazing organizations out there that do amazing work to combat so many evils, specifically human trafficking. Um, I specifically work very directly with the Tim Tebow Foundation, but I know that there are many organizations out there that do amazing work. So, you know, go and do a little bit of research, go and find an organization that you resonate with, that you relate with. Uh, There's various different ways that you can get involved with it's volunteering, whether it's giving financially. I know at the Tim Tebow Foundation, we are on the website, we have a rescue team because we had so many people that reach out that said, how, how can we get involved? Uh, you know, we might not be able to give financially, but we'd like to contribute. How can we do that? And so we set up a, a rescue team where you can be an advocate, wow. where we teach you, we give you the tools on, you know, how you can share with your friends, with your family, with your social media uh, followers. Uh, we share graphics that you can use, you know, where we set that up. We share weekly information with you to help educate people because I believe education is power um, yep. and knowledge is power, right? And the more we know, the more we can act on, on, on what we know. So that's one thing. Uh, You can be an advocate. You can be a prayer warrior. Um, We send prayer requests of, uh, you know, various different survivors that that are going through hardship, um, perhaps in, you know, physical interventions that will be happening with with teams that we work with and then you can be a defender um so where you can give financially um that's you know obviously a big way once we've been able to uh, get survivors to being a survivor they need long-term restoration um and that is something else that we are involved in so from I, you know, I can obviously speak from our end. We really are focused on a holistic care from prevention to helping families be strong, secure families, um, to helping families not be vulnerable, um, to the physical extraction of victims into the long-term uh, restoration and care of survivors. So uh, that, those are various ways that, that people can get involved. It's called the Rescue Team. It's on the timtebafoundation.org. Um, I post about it a lot on my social media. There's a link in my bio. So mm-hmm. it's really easy to just you know do research, find an organization that you resonate with, um, don't have to do something extravagant. We don't have to all start our own foundations to right. make a meaningful change. And I know that's something that I personally struggled with when, you know, especially after I handed over uh, my, my title as Miss Universe, I was like, oh, I have to start my own foundation. I have to do my own thing. And right. I realized, well, there's so many organizations that are doing the same thing that I am doing. Why not just right. take hands and, and work yep. together? Because I, I believe love we're- that. We're stronger when we're together. Yes, we really, really are. Oh, Demi, you're amazing. And, you know, what I loved about our conversation today is that, you know, a lot of people turn away when God puts a calling in your heart and it's heavy, right? Like the mission that you're on is a heavy one and it takes a lot from you from not just a spiritual level, but a mental and emotional level. But, you know, you stepped up to the plate and you accepted the calling and you're going to achieve this mission. And I think what you have proven is that no matter how big or small the mission is, answer the call. We're here for a purpose. We're here for a reason. And we need to just accomplish whatever is placed on our heart. And we're just so glad and grateful that we got to know you on a 
deeper level from who you truly are uh, beyond the crown, as I like to call it. <laughs> and you're just amazing. And we're so grateful for you. Oh, I'm so honored. Thank you guys for having me. And you guys are just so beautiful. I'm like, can we just be best friends now? <laughs> yeah, we are. We're in Florida. <laughs> like literally road trips are my thing. Neighbors, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it. We're going to hold you to that. All right, I'm in. <laughs> I love Thank it. You Thank guys. you so much. Thanks for having Thank me. You, Thank you for tuning into today's episode. If you want to learn more about Demi and how you can support her work to end human trafficking, please visit DemiLee.com. Subscribe and leave us a review on your favorite platform. This helps us continue to bring powerful conversations just like this to you every single week. And text us to the phone number below for subscriber-only freebies and perks to help you become the best version of yourself. We encourage you to continue on with this conversation. And we also want to encourage you to keep being the strong, amazing woman that you are and never forget to live inspired. Until next time, MW. Always love Melissa and Stephanie Carcace.